0: يصرح لكم ما ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان استقل الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلالة في النار The month of Ramadan has a number of core objectives and goals each and every single one of us during this month of Ramadan, it should be our aim to attain those goals and those objectives during this month of Ramadan. From those goals and objectives and one of the greatest of them is the goal of achieving and attaining the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To attain in this month the mercy of Allah azza wa jalla and His forgiveness, it is one of the prime objectives of the month of Ramadan. So much so that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, distanced may he be, meaning distanced from Allah's mercy. May the one be who the month of Ramadan enters upon them and it leaves, and they have yet to attain the mercy of Allah Azza wa That is because the opportunity for Allah's forgiveness in the month of Ramadan is great. The gates of Jannah are wide open, the gates of the fire are locked tight, the devils are chained. The Prophet told us wasallam, that every single night in this month of Ramadan, Allah frees, emancipates people from the fire of hell. Chooses people that He frees from Jahannam. So the rewards on offer are great. The opportunity to seek forgiveness is great. But the people who take those opportunities are only those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses. And it is in this topic of forgiveness and the means of attaining forgiveness that I want to focus today's khutbah upon. I want to mention to you a single hadith of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa narrated in this hadith from his Lord and our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala hadith Qudsi three ways three of the greatest ways of attaining and achieving forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these three things should be uppermost in our minds throughout this month of Ramadan in the hadith of Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu that is collected in the jamiah of Imam Tirmidhi Rahimahullah Taala. That our Prophet said, Sallallahu Wasallam. That Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, and a Hadith Qudsi is a Hadith in which the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam takes the words and the meanings from his Lord directly, Subhanahu Wa Taala, as opposed to every other Hadith where the meaning is from Allah, because the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam only spoke with Allah's command and with His Revelation when he came to, when he came to affairs of this religion. But the wordings, the speech, they are the wordings of the Prophet wasallam. The hadith could see the wording and the meaning, both of them come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this hadith, Allah azza wa jal says to us, to me and you, Yabna Adam, O child of Adam, إِنَّكَ مَا دَعَوْتَنِي وَرَجَوْتَنِي غَفَرْتُ لَكَ عَلَى مَا كَانَ مِنْكَ وَلَا أُبَالِي O child of Adam, addressing each and every single one of us sitting here, So long as you continue to make du'a along with raja, I will forgive you for whatever your sins may be and I will not mind. This is the first level of forgiveness. In this hadith, three levels of forgiveness will be mentioned. And they will be opposing three types and levels of sin. This is the first of them and the least of them. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So long as you make du'a, asking for Allah's forgiveness, seeking Allah's mercy, But with the clause that along with it is raja, Allah says that I will forgive you forever, your sins may be. And there isn't a single person here except that we are in need of that type of dua. That type of forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only we know the number of sins that we have committed. Only we know how grand and how big and how major they are. Only we know the reality of ourselves. And that is why the salaf... Rahimahumullah used to say that from the greatest mercies of Allah upon us, me and you, is that sins don't have an odor. They don't smell. Because if sins had an odor, I wouldn't be able to sit with you, you wouldn't be able to sit with me. Because it would be so repugnant, the sins and the odor of our sins. That is how often we sin. But from the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jalla and especially in this month of Ramadan, is that those gates of forgiveness are wide open. It's not befitting for a Muslim that the whole month of Ramadan passes by and they don't make tawbah once. They don't make istighfar once. They don't make dua to Allah Azza wa once to forgive them for what is a lifetime of sins. Sins that we do openly and secretly. Sins that we do by day and by night. Sins that we do individually and as groups, as whole communities together. Families en masse sinning against Allah Azza wa in this hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi is saying that our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so long as you make that dua, but with raja. And raja means hope. Raja means that you have an attentive heart when you make dua. Doesn't mean any type of dua where your lips are moving or you're seeing the words, but your heart is elsewhere. There's no lack, there's no sincerity, there's no attention, there's no focus in your dua. The Prophet ﷺ said, "Inna kama da'utani wa rajutani" in this Hadith Qudsi. So long as you make dua with the raja, because in the other Hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said to us, "Make dua wa antum muqinuna bil-ijaba." Make dua, and you are certain of Allah's promise that He answers every single dua. Doesn't Allah tell us in the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah, in the verses of fasting, in the midst of the verses of fasting, وَإِذَا سَالَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبُ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الداعِي إِذَا دَعَانِ If your slaves, if my slaves ask you concerning me, meaning Allah, tell them that I am close. I respond to the one who makes dua to me. What greater dua is there that me and you can have in this month of Ramadan than the, the dua to ask Allah for his forgiveness? The Prophet said sallallahu make du'a and you have certainty that Allah answer will answer. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept the du'a of the heart that is neglectful, the heart that is heedless, the heart that is somewhere else while the tongue is saying the words and uttering the words of du'a. When you are focused, you have attention, you are concentrating in your du'a, you know the importance of that du'a and the need that you have of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, Allah azzawajal makes a promise to me and you, that He will forgive our sins whatever they may be. Me and you may have a sin that we think is extremely great. It is major in our eyes. And it may well be major. But so long as we don't come with shirk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive every single one of those sins. And Allah azzawajal does forgive them. This month of Ramadan is a prime opportunity to make istighfar. The Prophet ﷺ in the hadith that we know, when he stood upon the three steps of the minbar, and on each one of them he said, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. When the companions asked him, O oh, Messenger of Allah, why did you say Ameen? He said, because Jibreel ﷺ came to me, and from the du'as that he made, is that the one who sees the month of Ramadan, and it passes him by, and he doesn't seek forgiveness for his sins, then may he be distanced. May his May his, his nose be rubbed on the ground in dust and in sand. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Ameen to that dua. Shows to you what is on offer in this month of Ramadan. But you must take that opportunity and grasp it with both hands. The Prophet ﷺ then said that Allah says in this hadith, Qudsi, the second level of forgiveness in accordance to that second level of sin which is greater. Yabna Adam, O child of Adam, لو balagat dhunubuka anan as if your sins were to reach the level and the height of the clouds, the sky, and then you were to make istighfar, Allah says that I would forgive you. You were to repent, Allah Azza wa Jalla says that He will forgive you. If me and you were to take our sins and place them, stack them one on top of the other, all of us, without exception, I think, our sins would reach the height of the skies. Anan the clouds that you see above you. That is how much our sins would be. Take one upon the other, upon the other, they would reach the height of the skies. And that is because we often sin and we forget the sins that we commit. If we were to sit down and try to remember every sin that we committed today, yesterday, last week, last month, last year, let alone the 20, 30, 40, 50 years of our lifetime, it would be extremely difficult if not impossible for us to write it down every single one. And then what do we know about the scale of those sins and its impact? We sin, but we don't realize the scale of that sin. We sin, we don't realize the gravity of that sin. We disobey Allah Azza wa Jal and we hurt and harm others and oppress them. We don't know the effect of those sins and the way that they will be measured on Al qiyamah. But in this hadith, the Prophet sallallahu is saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to me and you, ثُمَّ استغفرتني. Then you make istighfar. You make tawbah. You turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a specific act of worship that is more specific than the first level. The first level you are making a dua. But istighfar in the second level has certain conditions. From those conditions is that you make a firm conviction that you will not return to that sin. From that condition, from those conditions is that you show remorse and regret before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the sins that you've committed from those conditions, is that if you've hurt others and oppressed them, you return their rights to them. If you do that, the Prophet wasallam the Prophet said that Allah said that He will forgive you for all of those sins. That stack of sins that goes up to the sky, Allah will remove them all and expiate them. Allah will change those evil deeds into good deeds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you by a single act of istighfar, you wipe away a whole lifetime of sin. The Prophet told us Wasallam' in the well-known hadith of the man from Bani Israel who killed 99 men in cold blood, murdered them. In our time, we would call such a person a serial killer, someone who goes and kills people randomly, 99 men. But then within his heart, he felt remorse. He wanted to turn back to Allah Azza wa So he was guided to a man of worship who had little knowledge of the religion of Allah. So when he came to this man and he asked him, is there forgiveness for me? The man said, how can you have forgiveness after killing 99 men? So he killed him as well and made it a hundred. But he still felt within his heart that remorse, that regret, that need to turn back to Allah in his mercy. So this time he was directed to a scholar. And the scholar said to him, who can possibly come between you and Allah's forgiveness? Who can stand before you and stop you from repenting to Allah, seeking Allah's mercy? It is from the traps of shaitan that he tells us that our sins are too many. They're too great. They're too grave. You sin and you repent, but you'll sin again tomorrow, so why repent. That is from the traps of shaitan. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the servant who is sincere in repentance and repents even if they go back to their sin again because of their weakness. But again with sincerity, they repent a second time and a third time. And that is the way that the believers are. They are tawwabeen, those who often and continuously repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The man from Bani Israel, he leaves his town. He's told by the scholar, leave this land, go somewhere else. That is a sign of his sincerity, a sign of his conviction, a sign of wanting to change his ways. That is what Allah wants to see from me and you this Ramadan. We make istighfar, we make tawbah, we make dua, but is it sincere? Are we willing to make that change or show Allah Jalla that we're willing to change? Are we willing to take those first baby steps in this month of Ramadan to say, oh Allah, yes, I used to miss prayers before Ramadan, but this Ramadan, from this Ramadan onwards, I won't miss another salah. I didn't used to give zakah before, but from this Ramadan, I will ensure that I give zakah each and every single year. There were sins that I had before Ramadan, but oh Allah, you will see in my heart the sincerity, the conviction that I will change in this month of Ramadan. That is what Allah Jalla wants to see. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed from that man, for that man from Bani Israel, that he would die on the way on his journey. Didn't even reach his destination. Didn't really start his new life of toba. He died on the way. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him mercy, forgave him for his sins of murder, mass murder, because of the repentance that he showed in the sight of Allah. Azzawajal. Whatever your sins are, however grave they may seem to you, I don't think that there is inshallah anyone that is worse than that man of Bani Israel in terms of sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all sins. Allah forgives beyond shirk. Everything for anyone as he will, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But me and you must show the effort. We must make that firm pledge with Allah in this month of Ramadan by changing our ways, by showing the true conviction, by showing that level of remorse. That we want Allah's mercy, that we want Allah's forgiveness. Because there is no greater reward on offer than Allah's forgiveness. Because with Allah's forgiveness and mercy comes His Jannah. And with Allah's forgiveness and mercy comes his pleasure as Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says in the Quran war ridwanu min Allah akbar that Allah's pleasure is the greatest of rewards that a person can attain barakallahu li fil qur'ani was sunnah wa nafa'ani wa iyyakum bima fihi min al-ayat wal hikmah aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullaha li walakum wa li jami'il muslimin min kulli dhanbin fastaghfiruh innahu kana ghaffara in this hadith the Prophet then goes on to say that Allah Azzawajal, says in this hadith Qudsi, the third level of forgiveness in accordance to that third level of sin which is greater. In the hadith it says, Ya ibn Adam, or child of Adam, بِقُرَابِ الْأَرْضِ خَطَايَا ثُمَّ لَقِيْتَنِي لَا تُشْرِكُ بِي shaya. If you were to bring the likes of the earth full of sin, the likes of the earth with all of its breadth and its depth, all of its lands and all of its seas and all of its oceans and all of its mountains and caves and everything that you see upon the face of the earth were to be covered with sin. You were to come with that amount of sin to Allah Azza wa Jal, but you were to come to Allah Azza wa Jal with Tawheed, worshipping Allah alone not having any shirk within your heart or in your practices or in your belief, Allah Azza says, biha magfira. I will bring you a similar amount of forgiveness. You bring the likes of the earth in sin, Allah will bring the likes of the earth in forgiveness. But with one condition. And that is the greatest lesson that you can learn from this khutbah. That one of the greatest ways of attaining Allah's pleasure and His forgiveness and mercy is to make sure that your belief in Allah is correct that your tawheed of Allah Azza wa is correct as the way that it should be, because there are far too many Muslims who say that ilaha illallah, but they depend upon other than Allah, and they have divine reliance upon other than Allah, and they have divine hope and fear in other than Allah Azza wa Too many Muslims who don't fulfil this condition of tawheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying it is one of the greatest ways of attaining Allah's forgiveness. In the Hadith the Prophet told us of the man who will come on the day of judgment. And he will bring with him 99 scrolls of evil deeds. Each scroll when it is open will be as far as the distance of the horizon. As far as the eye can see. And when this man will be asked by Allah to present his good deeds, the man will belittle his good deeds in contrast to those 99 scrolls. So he will say that he has no good deeds. But Allah does not oppress anyone on the day of judgment. So the good deed that will be brought forth is a single card upon which he will say, La ilaha illallah. But this is a man who understood the correct meaning of la ilaha illallah, had sincerity in the way that he said la ilaha illallah, in his practice of la ilaha illallah. He may not have had a great deal of good deeds in comparison to those sins, but he understood the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when the man will see that card in relation to the 99 scrolls, he will say, oh Allah, what good will it do? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to him, no one will be oppressed on this day. The 99 scrolls will be placed on one side of the scales, and the card will be on the other side of the scales. The Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that the card will be so heavy, suhuf, that the scrolls will go flying. That is the weight of la ilaha illallah. Because Allah Azza wa Jal does not just weigh on the day of judgment the quantity of deeds, but the quality and the weight behind them. And so when you trust in Allah Azza wa Jal, you know your religion, you know the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you leave off every other means when it comes to your divine retribution, except when to your divine repentance, except attaching yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah azza wa will forgive you for whatever your sins are. With that condition, that you stay away from shirk. la For Allah does not forgive anyone that he makes shirk with him. But Allah forgives to whomsoever He wills, anything beyond that. So this month of Ramadan, my dear brothers and sisters, is the month of repentance. It is the month of seeking forgiveness. And there are a number of du'as and a number of istighfar and tawbah that you can make that will attain for you inshallah ta'ala that forgiveness from Allah azza wa jal. But one of the most important conditions is that you show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your sincerity in the way that you want to change, in the way that you want to improve and become better, in the way that you want to increase and strengthen your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah azza on this blessed day, in this blessed month of Ramadan, that Allah forgives our sins. And that Allah shows his mercy upon us. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us from amongst those people who all of their sins are expiated. And that Allah azza wa changes and turns those evil deeds into good deeds that weigh heavily upon our scales. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment will make us from amongst those who will enter into Jannah without any accounting, without any punishment. Us and our parents and our families and our children our teachers and all of the Muslims, Subhanahu wa Rabbi Korabil Isa, the Amma Yosifun, Wassalamun Alam Musaleen, Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Adameen. This recording was produced by Green Lane Mashdid. For more information on the activities and services the Mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemashdid.org.